Roger, roger. Roger, roger. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Roger, Roger. As always, I'm Derek. And this is Charles here, guys. Super excited to get into yet another episode of Star Wars Visions. This time we are talking about The Ninth Jedi, perhaps the longest, most epic episode of Visions. And because it is so long and so epic, we just could not do it alone. We had to bring in yet again, super happy to have him, our editor, Jacob. Jacob, welcome back. Hello, everybody. I'm back again, and for my favorite episode of <laughs> Star Wars Visions. That's right. We we tossed the idea to you of like, hey, which one are you coming on for? Like, when is that going to happen? And you you said the Ninth Jedi right away. Production IG mm-hmm. presents the Ninth Jedi. So more than happy to have you on here. I think this is a lot of people's favorites. Again, I've only seen the first six at the time of this recording, so I haven't finished them. Mm-hmm. But I can see the appeal for sure. It's definitely probably in my top tier right now. I don't know. I can't know if I can say. It's my favorite right now. I'm on the fence. But it's still the duel, isn't it? <laughs> it's. Oh, I love the duel, so that's going to be a hard one to beat. Uh, I just don't understand how you haven't seen them all yet. I why, I think I finished them on the, on the first it. day. I'm saving <laughs> it. I binge-watched the entire <laughs> yeah. thing, right? One day, that, yeah, it that's like it. two hours. It wasn't even that long. Uh, I mean, I, I easily could, stuff, but right? I want to be fresh to my right. first impressions when I hit the I record the button, yeah, you know? Okay. So, like, I just watched this episode two days ago at the time of recording, and it would have been one day ago if someone bothered to show up to, to this our scheduled recording <laughs> session. Jacob. <laughs> hey. No, no not up. Jacob. It was me. It was me. Not I, Jacob. I it was it. you. I blew it. I it was know. You. It was my bad. And, uh, but I watched them twice. I've watched everyone so far in Japanese and English, and I have to say, anybody that's watching in English should watch the Japanese. <laughs> oh, for sure. I gave up on yeah. watching both after, like, three or four episodes I was like it even when they have a-list actors come in and do the dubs in English it's not even close Japanese is just so much better I just don't really get it because there are some excellent cartoons out there that where the voices everything matches and I, I mean mm-hmm. it's not like the limpsic syncing is bad or anything it just for some reason it doesn't fit and it's like mm-hmm. I guess it's just a problem most anime has mm-hmm. that very few a couple of get, get by it where it's seamless but it's it's just hard. I'm not, maybe it's I just mean, the visual style. I don't know. I mean, it's also like a whole, like a cultural thing. I mean, you may uh, what may be said in Japanese that makes sense, or you know something like that doesn't make sense to say an American audience. Right. Yeah, that's true. And maybe reading something that doesn't perfectly translate is easier to rearrange in your head or get the concept, and hearing it just makes it stick out more. That could be a factor too. Mm-hmm. Either way, guys, subs before dubs all the way, and yep. no exception with the ninth Jedi. And the 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 takeaway for me from this episode was this episode to me felt the most like an epic of all of them, oh, yeah. and, and I think that oh, was definitely. very intentional. Um, a little bit of background about this: it was originally going to be two separate fifteen minute episodes, and then when they realized that there was a lot that brought these two together that intertwined really well i think one story was all these jedi together and then the other one was this uh this woman character and the and the kyber crystal blacksmith and they just kind of kept intertwining to the point where 
Disney it was like so well. Though. Yeah, Disney was like, "Hey, do you just want to mesh these two together and make a longer episode?" And they were like, "Yes, please." So, <laughs> so like, that's uh, what we were trying to do from yeah, the beginning. Exactly, exactly. You could tell they were well, like, you could tell they were trying to sneak in this idea mm-hmm. that maybe there could be more. This is a whole thing. There's a whole world building oh, quest situation going funny, on. Yeah. Funny you should say that. Actually, um, I came across um, a Japanese news article not too long uh, not too long ago. I actually have it pulled up here. Um, as my notes, um, the director said that they actually planned out like, um, kind of, kind of like how you would plan out like a season uh, of right. like an animated series wow. and like, you know, you know, what happened before and then what can, you know, what, what can happen in the future? They kind of scripted or storyboarded that out so that, so that they had something solid for the middle piece. That's a really Makes cool total sense because you yeah. could tell they ended it with the intention of like keeping the story going in future installments. And, and uh, sa- same article, um, uh, Kam- Kamiyama, the I believe he was either the producer or the director. Uh, he was no, he was the director. Kenji Kam- Kamiyama. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said uh, he was asked, you know, um, when you hear the story now, you will want to expect more and more sequels and live action films. And his response was. If that is possible, I would definitely like to try it, and I think the story is complete enough to make a feature film. Yeah, I could see I, that. I, absolutely. This felt like the first act of a movie or the first episode of a series, and I, I think that this it wasn't my favorite episode, but it is the one I want to see more of the most. I want to see a series or a, a or a two and a half hour movie. For me, like yes. a part of that comes from the fact that they structured it to be that way. They left it with like, and then they walked off to kick some more ass. It's like you could tell that like that's how it ended. So I wonder if something like the duel ended that way. If we would be feeling it at a certain way, but I totally get that. Well, he I think- did walk off to kick ass. He just did. quietly. He did. Just quietly. But it had a sense Dude, of finality like the, you know, about it when he did that. Uh, Western John Wayne style going off into <laughs> yeah. the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> right. But no, this one definitely, I agree with everybody. The, the most, like if we were going to call one of these episodes an epic, it would probably be this one. And it starts off right away. You get your little opening montage exposition, very Star Wars-like, where it's like, oh, the Jedi left long ago, and here's the lowly blacksmith. And then it, it plays this really great music. And that's another thing I want to like keep bringing mm-hmm. up throughout this episode discussion. This is probably either the first or second episode I'd rank in terms of music production because the scores in this are absolutely phenomenal and it 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 hits on these it invokes star wars while still being its own thematic piece and and its own story it goes like you're like oh that's Mm -hmm. cool i like i hear that influence there and it, it makes it feel very big it makes it feel huge like the John Williams score was able to do for Star Wars gives it a whole second life. And I think the score for this does that as well without leaning too heavily Uh on Mm -hmm. the motifs from Star Wars originally. So very well done music here. Yeah, you could tell that the director and producer, creator, whoever, you know, the team even, had a real passion for Star Wars because like you said, the music is incredibly reminiscent and it works in 
very like it's almost you if you didn't know you would think it was Star Wars music. It's right. it's so well done. You even have a bunch of scenes like there's basically the Endor speeder chase on there. Oh you yeah, have, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, speaking of the start, we have Uncle Owen. Basically, the their the little hut gets blown up, killed, and you know this is such an origin story starting point. It's just like a New Hope. Yeah. Very well done. Yeah. And I mean, they, if you've seen the behind the scenes, they show you where they filmed this orchestra. It's a huge orchestra in this giant amphitheater. It's like the most insane production I've ever seen for 20 minutes of footage. <laughs> it's like you're really I mean, going to. If, if, if you're going to go all out, you better go, yeah. you know. And it, right. it paid if off because the score a, uh, sounds like that. It sounds like yeah. they have a full professional orchestra in a giant amphitheater. It just sounds huge. It sounds like a huge production and big. Yeah. It's very well done. Like, I don't think many of these other episodes have been able to achieve because I don't think they all had giant sound, like, orchestral pieces to accompany them. I, I think they kind of got lucky with this one. This is where they chose to, like, allocate a lot of importance is in the score. And I think that and pays budget, off in such I a think. big way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they combine two episodes worth, I think, and this one we have nine episodes instead of ten. I think it's because of this. <laughs> yeah, it's entirely possible that it was supposed to be ten because that just kind of makes more sense. But yeah, like every other's post-streaming series ever is ten episodes. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the story is interesting. It kicks off. Where you have this young Jedi, bright-eyed, you know, looking very Jedi. She's not even a Jedi. She's just. Well, a I'm referring to the kid. Oh, wait, oh I'm referring you were talking to about earlier. Kid, yeah, Ethan, right, I think his name was. Because he lands on the asteroid temple thing, mm-hmm. and he's got his little blue robe on, very much like um, Breath of the Wild Link style of vibes. I was getting <laughs> from him. <laughs> but yeah, new hero entering something big. Yeah, yeah, right. Very generic hero, which I like how he plays out because he gives, he's kind of understated and overshadowed by all these other characters, oh, yeah. and he's like they subvert a lot of character tropes in this. In this um, and presentation, a bit of foreshadowing, perhaps. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it subverts the fact that this is going to be the main hero of our story, and it's really not. It's really the woman. Uh, what I forget mm-hmm. her name, but um, it's it's really her story. And this guy just kind of falls into that hero role that is subverted, in that he's not the real hero. There's other characters going on around here, uh, much like I'd call him the co-hero of the second episode. I think her name yeah, is Lakara. Yeah, he's a co-hero, but he gets overshadowed for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Even <laughs> yeah. by the Magrave too. Right, right. So, yeah, that's a cool way to introduce him. And then there's this whole thing of like, oh, I'm seeking to restore the Jedi Order. I'm looking for Jedis. And they're all like, yeah, okay, he looks kind of evil to me. I don't know. And he <laughs> yeah. looks super evil. <laughs> he has red glowing eyes. I mean, it's just a robot. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Just a droid. <laughs> it's a mask, I guess. Yeah, and well, that's first, the whole yeah. point of it. Right? I mean, I, like, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think Star Wars fans are so used to like these big, intimidating, like you know, we're we're used to associating you know, uh, dark armor with Vader, <laughs> right? So anything like that, you know, just instantly kind of triggers for any Star Wars fan. Oh, this is the bad yeah. guy. Well, I believe the director wanted him to look Vader-esque. Oh, yeah. The subversion was highly intentional. It's like you have 
the evil guys look like good guys, the good guys looking like evil guys, and mm-hmm. switching them all around. Like one of my favorite moments was when all those good-looking Jedi guys ignited the lightsabers, oh, and they were all red. So cool! <laughs> I was like, that oh, was cool! So all cool. of yeah. them. Like I wasn't expecting like, oh, no. every single one. I was like, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> But speaking of the whole group, I really – I mentioned this in one of our other episodes that I think this is um, the best use of Star Wars species that we've seen in any mm, editions. Yes. We see a whole bunch of different aliens, which is uh, – there's only like three or four. We get like eight. Are we talking about like original? Like, yeah. Because like, origi- most of them seem original. I've never seen. They had like an owl guy. They had like a short guy. Yeah, I mean these all look different to me. Like I don't recognize any of these from like a Star Mm -hmm. Wars inspiration. Other than Mm -hmm. that, they were varying species. But yeah, but it's good use of you don't have to make a human. And this was like let's make eight not humans because we yeah the character (laughs) design in this is they put a lot of work into like making Mm -hmm. nine unique looking fully developed characters, which. Uh, yep. It's not something you commonly see in these twenty-minute animations. It's like let's not make nine unique-looking guys. Like let's reuse, right. re- let's reuse some assets. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Let's just a generic joints. villager guy, generic <laughs> right. bandit guy. It's like no, here's nine potentially main characters here that we're no, gonna. No, and put like Jacob ass. said, I think this is perfect example of how they might have had a short storyboarded backstory for all of these characters. I know they definitely did with the, I think he was the owl guy who was like, Hey, don't, don't act like that. You're not evil. And he's like, Oh, you're right. I was just taken over by the dark side for a bit, you know? And he's, Mm -hmm. he goes with them on their adventure in the end as a good guy now. So I think they put a lot of thought into everything and really went to find details. Oh yeah, definitely. And, uh, again, just with the fine details, um, let me see. probably going to skip ahead a little bit but i the reason why this is one of my favorites is because the is because of the uh, kyber crystal lightsaber concept that is so cool and like i i think it was done in legends before before uh disney reconned it where like or the color of the of the crystal depended on like the person i think like Mm. like you know yeah um, the more influence towards different forms mm-hmm. or dark side changes you know or i know there's some metaphor to it like there's supposed to be i think green and blue means something different yellow means something different obviously red in in in, in, the, in the old one yes um the, they were uh the colors were to signify like the jedi specialties right. um back in legends um and then but they was didn't also... change on the fly did they no uh they didn't um um it was it kind of like set into a space kind of and then but i kind of do like the concept of like the more attuned you are to the force the more solid the color yeah and um and uh depending on which side that you're veering towards or more attuned to um is what the kyber crystal reacts to it's kind of cool that that they kind of play with that uh right yeah it's a cool different use of variables right because our main character this um this young lady, she was able to change the the length of her saber mm-hmm. at will, right? So you could tell, oh, she's very in tune with the Force because she's in so much control. Naturally, but she could yeah. not get yeah. a color of the blade to manifest because she had not yet, like, 
been trained, made that connection with the force, like had that intimate of a connection. Like she has that intuitive control that she can wield it, but she has not mastered her connection with the force. She can't manifest the color. So having, and then also it's a great plot device to then reveal that all these other characters were evil, right? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) that was fantastic. Like as soon as they got the lightsabers, and then like the and then the 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 scene of them surrounding. Yeah, that was yeah. And then just the fact that all their reddish glow of the lightsaber just changes their character designs and the and the aesthetic of the scene so completely Mm -hmm. was very well done as well. And yeah, it all comes from the scene that we're talking about with the beginning of introducing our lady protagonist here where she's she's being explained like oh i guess my connection to the force isn't strong enough and then the dad's like oh don't worry like it'll be fine you you have a natural talent with a lightsaber oh her name is kara k-a-r-a and uh it will grow in time with proper training that's what he says so again Mm -hmm. this kind of building up of this epic of like you have a lot of room to grow and you show a lot of potential like (laughs) you are a hero with a lot of space to go Um, so that was very cool just the whole idea of a Jedi blacksmith is very interesting and mining kyber crystals and we had been talking about kyber crystals is what he said what crystals oh oh, yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah And which so, was kind of a cool blacksmith. Derek thing and I have do. been talking about how the Kyber crystal has been such an influential part of a lot of these vision stories. Not so much Disney stories, but vision stories. And um, it's just cool to see how they're treated as this plot device. It's like, oh, the Kyber yeah. crystal can make her do these different things and give you a superpower to cut a spaceship in half or <laughs> reveal <Yeah>. your <laughs> nature to the, to, to the force by lighting up your lightsaber red versus green versus blue. So that's kind lights. of an yeah. yeah, lightsabers mm-hmm. and kyber crystals work so perfectly with anime yeah. because they they just look cool. They're perfect plot devices, mm-hmm. and uh, anime just really knows how to use swords and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're like, let's throw this stuff in. Like, and oh, yeah. one of the yeah one of the things from the behind the scenes, um, uh, let me see where I wrote it down. I forgot what the exact wording was, but I believe he said. The director said, um, I wanted to give the audience catharsis. So I wanted to throw in um, a samurai style fight. I know this is, I'm jumping down um, mm-hmm. later, but a samurai style fight with a lot of swords going on, a lot of fighting. And it's perfect. Like, learn Disney. This is what we want. The audience yeah. wants yes. this. <laughs> yes. And like, he knew and that. I, he, they knew I, I that. I was saying that from the beginning. I'm like, how hard is it to just film two people hitting each other with lightsabers? <laughs> like, that's what I want to see. That's what I want to see. Just give the act. Some prop stuff and say go at it. Yeah. Exactly. So the fact that we're getting that in visions is very cathartic. That's a good word for it. Um, yeah. The only like from an animation perspective, like this episode also was very well done. The fight scenes are very mm-hmm. fluid. Even the little details of when the the blacksmith is wrapping up all of the lightsabers and the cloth, you know, he's like folding it in and tucking it in and tucking it in. And you're like, wow, these guys are very particular about what they show. And even when they show something as simple as take these lightsabers and go, it's like so much attention to the animation of that. It's, Mm -hmm. they didn't have to, but it, it brings life into these characters. Like some of these other shorts weren't quite able to manifest. And it, it's, it's makes this one very unique for those reasons. 
Oh, yeah, yeah it, it brought life into the world as well. There are so many little details of this this one. This is why I want it to be a show or a movie with an extended lore, all of that mm-hmm. stuff, because they had, like, the the trebuchets that were grabbing asteroids out of the yes, atmosphere. Yes. That was so cool. You Ones know, that, with kyber crystals in them. Right, I would yeah. never have thought of that. I mean, they had <laughs> the steampunk old Japanese man droid that's like, I'm on my break, smoking, like, an old-style <laughs> Japanese-style pipe, and then and he flies them up. It's fantastic. All of these things just work so well. Right. Oh, no, it definitely does. The world building just through, like, you know, they're not explained at all. No. And yet, <laughs> and yet like, you know, just watching, like, what what they do, like, it, it's so cool because, again, with Kyber Crystals, the only thing that we've seen before was that we came from a planet. We did, right. you know. You know, and then and then all of a sudden, these Japanese animators said, what if they were around in the asteroid, in yeah. the belt? <laughs> And we can planet. pick them out like, hey, yeah, it's cool. It really is cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's and then, very cool. And then, and then again with with the with the old man droid. I mean, we we already know like droids <laughs> that don't get memory wiped regularly create like a personality and right. all that other stuff. So he might yeah. not have just been wiped for a while. <laughs> yeah, he could have been there for fifty years, and he's like, "I'm on break." I'm like, you don't even drink tea. How are you drinking tea? Right. It's probably <laughs> it's, oil it's or warm something. Warm oil. Yeah. <laughs> so it's for his servos. Right, right. But <laughs> before we get to um, one of my favorite scenes, the, the speeder chase, we oh, have yeah. right before that this little political intrigue here amongst all of the Jedi and the temple. And just the only thing I wanted to highlight from this scene was that robot reveals a lightsaber and it's our hero who picks it up and turns it on and it's blue and it cuts to a scene of one of those taller guys staring at it. And from the rewatch, you get the perspective of this guy being like, okay, there's an actual Jedi here that we got, you know, it's like, we got him, you know, Mm -hmm. this idea of him being that realization of, oh, this is our enemy here. Like, we're not all evil. Do you Uh, think they knew that the kyber crystals would change color? Oh, they must have if they're trained. I don't think so. I I don't think think that was a surprise. You don't, you think so? Mm-hmm. I think this. Black I think this is how all lightsabers worked it. in this universe. No, there weren't any lightsabers. He was the first no. guy to make them in a while. Oh. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it was like however many generations, and these people who were at least force sensitive, or like uh, I think they were like Jedi hunters or something like that. Mm-hmm. Inquisitors. Uh, and and yeah, and uh, Jedi totally had right. basically been com- been completely wiped out, and so whoever was left was allied with the Sith. Right. Now I'm a, now whether the Sith used used lightsabers in this era or something like that, you know, or knew about um, them at least. Yeah, or, or or knew. I mean, in, in which case, in which case, um, something else that that could be interesting in terms of world building. Maybe this is the only system within the Star Wars universe where the Kyber crystals react to right. to that, and then everywhere else it's like normal. Yeah, I mm. think they were surprised that no, all of theirs I, turned red. I feel I like on the rewatch, I got the sense that they were staring at that blue lightsaber and also, one, in wonder that a lightsaber is actually real, but two, in that there was a light side user here. I think it was more greed for the lightsaber. I think they were like, I need Well, that, that. was definitely there. Eh, maybe. 
We'll find out in the next episode. Yeah, we'll yeah. hopefully. No next episode. <laughs> please, I don't please. Think. We need. I need this to be I a don't series. Know. If one is gonna get it. It's this episode. This. Yeah. This would get. I hope this gets a series or a comic or something. I know I might pick up Ronin when it comes out. That might. That's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Or it might already be out. I don't know. I gotta check. It might be out already. I think. But let's talk about now the speeder chase because that's where we are in the story. We have, you know, it starts through the forest, which is the very clear homage, which was wonderfully done, oh, yeah. like the use of the CGI of the trees against the hand-drawn animation yeah. of the characters. The was director really had a good... real reverence for the original trilogy and Star Wars as a whole, oh, you could definitely. tell. Yeah, and then that cool I'm... scene where they're on the ice and she does, like, the skidding around and jumping Pause. off and awesome. standing in front of it. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah. And then with the... Not, with the four nines i think it was i think the droid was called it's called 9999 so four nines works nice mm. i didn't pick up on that i'm lo- i'm looking at the um oh. uh wiki page so <laughs> nice that helps so yeah oh, very yeah. cool like and also like a pretty <clears throat> badass thing to do like jump off of your speeder and like meet the other speeder and be able to successfully destroy it and move on it's like that's a very cool thing to do you know very much like a luke skywalker kind of vibe from that of like so much cool potential there mm-hmm. we get our like grandpa bot talent. here yeah. yeah a lot of natural talent and bravery courage all that mm-hmm. um so yep, we get Grandpa Bot. He's being like, "Okay, okay, I guess I'll guess I'll go <laughs> to the temple." And then you know he the walking style of Grandpa Bot is with his arms behind his back. He's like, "Dude, yeah, do, 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 do. <laughs> apparently his name, according to the uh, uh, Wikia here, is Boatman Droid. <laughs> Boatman Droid. I don't know. I kind of like, like Grandpa Bot." But that's just and it, is, and it and it is hot oil from teacups. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, yes. yeah. I got this vibe because he was pouring it from like what looked like an oil can. So yeah, I got the sense it was oil. So I love it. He's so he accepts the money. I still don't money. feel like you could just pour oil over like an. Engine. Have you not seen robots? I, I'm just saying. Like if you opened your car and just poured oil on the engine, I don't think that's good for it. I think it has to be in specific places. Just saying. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, she pays off Grandpa Ba to take her to the temple, and then she's like, "I'm the daughter of the sabersmith. Please use these and help me." And they're like. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, they all yeah, ignite to reveal the uh... questioning about where the Margrave is too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're like, hmm. but where's the Margrave? Where is he? Yeah. Like, Not here. So then, does that mean you might possibly know where he could be right now? <laughs> it's like well, that's not a suspicious question <laughs> at all. <laughs> Something doesn't feel right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get our uh, plot twist, and then oh, a pretty yeah. cool fight ensues. We get a little. Oh, it was uh, awesome! Yeah, there was one scene. I don't know why, but when um, one of the bad guys was doing a, a finishing blow on one of the good guys, the Magrave I think picks him up and throws him onto the like crystal or ice yeah or something blue flames and is screaming i'm like oh damn but i don't know why that happens or why but it was cool science i mean i mean it was it was still cool i mean like either that thing was just like made out of like it might have just been like a bigger 
kyber crystal and that's what happens energy or something and that's what happens whenever you touch a raw one of that size which is terrifying yeah right (laughs) i mean i mean i mean it makes sense because if the asteroids have kyber crystals in them and that's one big one he kind of chiseled around it to make a temple that's kind of cool it does light up with like a big pillar of light at the end so maybe yeah i mean it it, i mean we see the space the the asteroid the space station is a lightsaber hilt which is cool yeah Yeah. Yeah, definitely channeling some kind of intense power he's just kind of shoved into the thrusters of and disintegrated but there's some cool fight scenes that lead up to this now the big reveal of all the red lightsabers goes into the ma grave like cutting someone in half right at the start and you're like oh damn oh the, oh <laughs> people get chopped up in this one <laughs> no it's a good fight it's a real fight too yeah. and then grandpa is. bot's yeah. like oh nice moves <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> they're great fights and like there's that. a lot going yeah exactly there's a lot of different set pieces going on here um that I thought was great. And it's hard to kind of balance when you have nine people. It's okay, why don't they all just run up to Mm -hmm. one guy and start stabbing him? You have to have all these different set pieces going on at the same time, which can be a hard thing to show off. But no, I thought they did a great job and the Magrave kicks butt in this. (laughs) Oh, he does. And so so do the other two. So does uh, uh, Kara and Ethan. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but you know, I did like how they didn't kick as much butt. Like the uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Ethan had... Um, he was struggling for a lot of the fight because he was, I guess, the least trained out of all of them, and you could really see that. While he was doing a good job, it's you know they, I think they really thought out how all of this stuff would actually, you know. Meanwhile, Kara's like backflipping and going oh, yeah. through everything. <laughs> <laughs> She's got protagonist syndrome going on. Yes, no. Like- <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Plot armor out the wazoo. Yeah. But I mean, hey, it's not that if you if she's been Very using Ray the Skywalker. force since she was little, yeah. But if she was using the force since she was little, and she's well aware that she's, I mean, her dad's powerful, the sabersmith, you know. Right. She grew Doing up a couple around of them. flips is easy, yeah. And she's yeah. swinging sabers around, and she's them. highly force sensitive. All these other things. Yeah. One of the other nice touches to this that I, no one's brought hold up on, yet is a, man, you, hold on. I got to mention because you compared to Ray. Ray wasn't didn't know she was force sensitive until the thing everything yeah, started. But she so was. She, still but she wasn't doing flips and stuff if she learned if she was no. doing that since she was little it would make more sense is it that crazy to compare her to ray i mean come on give me a break yeah, here. no it's not crazy i'm bit. just saying this <laughs> this process with um they're Pink different Girl people is, for sure it might, be, it might be more thought out and better well done the unbound <laughs> potential i mean she's still flipping and fighting sith and all this other stuff but i mean we do give her a pass because she grew up training with the sabersmith as a father no, that's what i'm saying that. that's thought out in his good and the Margrave. i mean like and he the was a jedi she was the entire I, time I'm saying she knew her, him her entire life right she was doing a good job like this is a little more thought out and okay. how force sensitive sure. somebody gets. Well, yeah, here any fighting for me, but the one thing that I did want to highlight uh, that we haven't brought up yet is the fact that we had one of these holdout Sith guys that had a purple lightsaber, uh, and we know that's from how we got a second. We know from um, Mace Windu that he was a purple lightsaber user as well, mm-hmm. and like the the lore behind. Mace Windu is that he was able to channel some dark side influence into his fighting style and that mm-hmm. made him kind of a controversial but highly accomplished duelist and force user so it's kind of yep. cool to see that influence brought into okay we have this guy he's pretty much Sith but he 
he's on the edge to represent that as a purple lightsaber. I thought that was a nice touch. And it no, was it red was at first. Cool. And he, I think once he reined it back, it turned purple, right? I think it was mostly yeah, no, purple exactly the it. whole fight. No, no I uh, think when they all no, ignited, he, no, they were red. When they were it, red, when they no. all ignited, but when they were fighting, it was I know I like went back. There were some purple lightsaber moments. I th- I th- I think I mean I mean he uh, the character said it you know perfectly. He said that you know the darkness of the others was clouding my vision. Mm-hmm. So as each one, each of the other eight or seven, right, uh, was cut down <laughs> or engulfed in flame. Um, you know his mind became clearer from the dark side, and while he still had that pull towards you know towards dark side it wasn't as strong and yeah, that's why i think it influence. went to purple yeah and that yeah. may that will make him a great edgelord for future installments yeah. so <laughs> i mean you need one enough. yeah <laughs> and what is it? i believe that's form seven charles are you on the the wikipedia yep. i am not on the wikipedia so oh. i have no idea i have i Join have us. disney plus open <laughs> i'm got the episode playing wow <laughs> uh but yeah no, and it, they kind of say, oh, I wasn't strong enough to defeat them. It's like, don't worry, there'll be more. And it's like, you know, they're clearly... Yeah. <laughs> you've been and guided the, by and, the Force and, and, and ever the since the moment you were missing. born. Yeah, and your father's still missing. Follow me. Help us restore peace to the galaxy and take your place as the ninth Jedi so we can reestablish the Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, that's quite the proposition right there like <laughs> to end us on. And then the reveal that the temple is like a lightsaber hilt of its own <laughs> Very yeah cool. i mean i could see that being like transitioned to like blasting a star destroyer out of the sky or something that could be cool. like that that, that would yeah. be uh, probably like that last scene would be like cool as like in in a transition from an opening into um the the episode proper Mm-hmm. That would be so cool. Like you just fade to black after after yeah, the ignition right. or something. That was, then they do like so that cool. slow mo, like they're astronauts like, walking out to the launch pad, like no, not that bit. And then they're just like whoosh, their cloaks flapping in the breeze. It's like okay, <laughs> like they're obviously setting these guys up to be as badass as possible. <laughs> they're really trying to get that second episode made. <laughs> Now, one of the only bad things I have to say about the episode, and it is quite the nitpick, is that at the very end, the last shot is their ship flying away. It is really lame CGI. <laughs> that shit does not no. look good. Yeah. That is the mm. only Not the first one to kind of taper out in terms of quality towards the yeah. end, too. But they could have yeah. just cut that. They didn't need to show the cut the no. last 10 seconds and it would have been fine, better. But yeah. like but what an episode for like that's my only negative thing to say i you know i love this episode mm-hmm. yeah it's a great episode and definitely yeah. the most plot heavy world building heavy of all of them not an easy thing to do in 22 minutes but they pulled it off somehow and it it looks great and mm-hmm. like you said the most epic of all of them in terms of scope and mm-hmm. uh and the attention to detail both from like subtle lightsaber color changes to like wrap like animating the folding of a package to like the the plot points the story the setting like you could tell they put a whole lot of thought into the world building that there's a huge lore in this world that some of these other episodes don't have they're very hyper focused and again that just when we talk about visions as like an anthology series it's nice to see that aspect of star wars kind of brought to the front of one of these stories Mm -hmm. yeah and i i love seeing that a lot of these ideas can easily be 
it just turned up to 10. Like, if you go throughout a whole series, like, I could see the end finale or something. You have a red lightsaber, and then somebody that's so attuned with the Force, maybe it goes, like, a complete white, or it goes, like, rainbow, like, in the Twins. You know, it, 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 and that just shows your connection with the Force. And we see more stuff from the backstory of the Owl Guy. We could see where the Magrave, we could do his training regiment with um, the main girl. There's so yeah. Like, there's a ton you could do with this that All I would right. love to see, and and you can explore like like just bits and pieces. How did the Jedi fall to the to you know the Sith yeah. now? You know mm-hmm. you could do so much, and I would absolutely love like just just a even a ten episode thirteen episode series of this. I'd be perfectly okay with. Yeah, e- yeah. Even, even a movie. talk about. Yeah, talk about how many, like, why are there so many Sith, too? You know, mm-hmm. usually it's only well, a couple now. <laughs> Normally there's a rule of two. Right. Well, yeah. at least in Disney Star Wars they did. Yeah. Well, back when they had cannon. lightsabers, you could have two. Without lightsabers, you're going to need a whole lot more. <laughs> I mean, well, you do, like, Old Republic stuff, you know. They could be, there's like, yeah. thousands. Kinda. Yeah. So, I, maybe they're, go- yeah, it's just a cool idea. I would love to see more of this as a totally mm-hmm. non-canon story. Just go to the wall with it disney fund this if not i will <laughs> jacob's yeah, I gonna do a back for this, this for sure yeah they're gonna have to do a lot more of those cheap cgi if i'm funding it that's for sure um and and no more giant uh music halls they're gonna have to work with what they recorded <laughs> on disney's budget yeah. <laughs> uh, well that is the most epic episode we've seen so far come to an end Uh, The Ninth Jedi. Very exciting stuff. And um, yeah, Jacob, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything else we want to say about this episode before calling it a day? I don't think Uh, so. No. I mean, again, I want want that lightsaber concept to continue on, which is very cool, but Mm -hmm. Disney probably won't pick it up. Which is fine. But hey, you could end it, put deep. it in they're, somewhere. They're in too deep. No, but you could because, I mean, everybody has a color, I guess, who knows, based on something or other. But a tempered crystal, if there is, if they introduce a blacksmith who makes these instead of Jedi putting Saber them together Smith. themselves, like a rogue lightsaber creator, adding a, a little factoid about tempering crystals could easily be done. I would mm-hmm. love to see it. There's no, they haven't written themselves into a hole here. They could definitely no. do it. No. I mean, no. we have a dark saber, you know. We do. We have a dark saber. You know, we could get this, and we have uh, Kylo Ren has a broken crystal. Like they they could do stuff with this for sure. Oh yeah. Well, we'll have I would to love see to see someday. It. Yeah. Until then, guys, we have so many more Visions episodes to come up with. I mean, after watching Village Bride and this, Toby's almost like a palate cleanser, so we're going to get into that very soon. <laughs> and then we still have three more episodes after that, The Elder, Lapanocho, and Akakiri, so all yeah. of which I'm looking forward to viewing. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get into all of them one at a time here on the Roger Roger podcast. Yeah, see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger.
Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger, Roger. Roger.